2: Hi, and welcome to Land Grant Holy Land Uncut. My name is Matt Tammanini. On this podcast, we bring you uncut audio from press conferences and interview sessions with Ohio State players, coaches, and sometimes various and sundry other figures from the sporting world. On today's episode, you will hear from three Buckeyes, first head coach Ryan Day, then safeties coach Perry Eliano, and we will finish it off with starting quarterback CJ Stroud. This audio comes from their Tuesday press conference friend. For the most part, they are still breaking down the 21-10 victory over the Notre Dame Fighting Irish on Saturday evening. Now, before we get into the audio, if you're finding this episode on our website, landgrantholyland.com, please make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that you get all of our unique and varied perspectives that you will only hear at Land Grant Holy Land. We are giving you not one, but two podcast episodes nearly every single day throughout the football season with voices and focuses that you won't hear anywhere else in the Buckeye podcasting universe, for better or for worse. So, with all of that out of the way, we'll start off with Ohio State head football coach, Ryan Day.
3: Ryan, you hired a uh, head coach of the defense, as you
4: called him, Jim Knowles. The early returns look good. I'm sure you're happy. Can you just get into that a little bit, please?
3: Yeah, this was a great start. I think that when we talked about this leading up to the game, that's um, the start we were looking for, for sure. I think the combination of... Um, like the yeah, the experience and then the scheme and everybody coming up together. I, watching the film, they played really hard. They played fast. They played decisive, similar to the way that we were talking about them uh, leading up to the game. So, um, you know, good first start, but that just means we can do it. Now we've got to bring it every week. Velocity in the back seven where he
4: doesn't – he believes the starters are the starters for a reason for the most part. doesn't like to rotate a lot. Like Tommy He's played every play, I think, with your corners played – starting corners played almost every play. Um, was that like did you like that when you were meeting with him? Do you like that philosophy? Was that one of the reasons you wanted to bring him in?
3: But well, I think this game was unique and then we only played forty nine plays on defense. So certainly you want to establish roles, but I think you're gonna see more depth played moving forward.
0: Ryan, you said yesterday on BTN about how Jackson, you know, impacts everybody on the offense. How does he do that? And how do you guys have to account for that if he's not out there? Well,
3: he's just such an impact player, you know, he can As you saw last year he can turn a five yard completion into you know whatever um he's just so explosive and you know because of that when you have a playmaker like that on the perimeter it just has such an impact on the entire game schematically across the board so um yeah i mean that's just the impact he makes because he's such a great player
4: i know you're hoping to get him back this week do you have to balance in your mind of okay maybe we should rest him a couple weeks and make sure he's fully healthy before he comes back
3: yeah we we, you know i leave it up to the doctors and, and the medical professionals but yeah, we will not bring him back if there's any risk of him getting hurt further for the future. Um, so we'll make sure he's 100% before we put him back in the game.
0: Ryan, you
4: talk about having a win every week here at Ohio State. You have this big game this week, a lot of hype around it. You come out against a non-Power 5 team. How do you keep the same intensity, same everything you need for, for a week like this after?
3: Out? Yeah, I, th- I think um, you guys have probably heard me use that term, competitive stamina. And I thought that uh, that showed up in the game um, uh, on Saturday night. The way that we played in the second half and certainly in the fourth quarter uh, was tremendous because we knew we were going to be in those styles of games when you're playing against really good opponents. Uh, We were in some of those games last year. We did okay with other games. We didn't respond like that. We did uh, on Saturday night, and that was a job well done. But that doesn't mean anything this week. You know, We say it all the time after a Sunday practice. Uh, once we walk through those doors and, and practice is over, we head up to victory meal, the game is done from the week before, no matter what happens, good, bad, or indifferent, um, because we have to move on because nothing we did last week matters. Uh, and it goes back to that term competitive stamina. Can we bring it every single week? And you've heard you know us say this and coaches say it all the time, but we create our standard and you know, what is our standard. So um, it's been about us, always has been about us, and we'll continue to use that message this week. Uh, CJ is not
4: focused on stats he wants to win. Is that something you've seen from quarterbacks as they get into their second, third year playing, starting, whatever it is, or or is that a little bit unique?
3: Um, I mean, everybody's a little different, but uh, I think what makes CJ unique is um, a lot of things, but he's um, a special young man. um, There's a lot to CJ. He's very deep, uh, certainly an excellent player, but uh, I think the impact that he's making on this program um, has been significant, not just on the field. And you could feel that on Saturday night.
4: Ryan, Jim addressed the, like, the recent play time after the game saying they wanted to ride the hot hand. This isn't necessarily about Josh, but is, is it fair to say there's a lower tolerance for mistakes defensively now or is this a product of depth or is it a combination?
3: Um, No, I think it's a combination of all of the above. Yeah, and then you know, when you get in that first game and you don't have a lot of the bats, you have forty nine plays. Um, I think more of those things come to the forefront, come to the surface. But um, no, we're going to need Josh. Josh is going to have to play for us, and he'll play a significant amount this year for sure.
4: message is it fair to say the team received the message?
3: You know, I don't know. You will have to ask them. You know, but um, you know, I, I'm, I'm very pleased with the way that the guys played on defense, and we'll have to continue to build on that. But um, the good news is we have really good depth you know, across the board and certainly on defense and in the secondary. So, um, you know, those guys are going to play and when they get their opportunity to play, they got to make a count. And that's what being at competitive excellence is. You know, we have these uh, terms that are part of our culture. And one of them is that competitive excellence. When your number's called, do you make the play? Yes or no. Um, and so, you know, that's what we're looking for.
4: When you get a guy nicked up like Jackson, Uh, I know you defer to the medical people, but how hard is is it as a coach when a kid really wants to get back in there, whether it's during the next week's practice or during the game? How do you deal with that sort of emotion?
3: Yeah, that's hard, I mean, especially in big games like that. When someone's worked so hard for that moment in such a big game, and Jackson certainly enjoys being in big games. He thrives in it. Um, But – We first, like you said, go to the medical professionals and say, you know, can he play or not? If the answer is no, the answer is no. If the answer is yes, the answer is yes. If it's somewhere in between, like, we got to kind of see how he does here, then it depends on kind of the maturity of the player. You know, with Jackson, um, we trust Jackson, so we wanted his feedback. And we tried to see if he'd get in there and play, and then just said, you know, I'm just not going to be at my my best here. I don't want to put the team at risk. And so when we have a a more experienced guy who's played, you can kind of trust him a little bit to give you some feedback. If it's, one of those things we're trying to figure out, but uh, but at the end of the day, uh, it comes down to the doctors and the, the trainers. You've
4: done this a long time. What impact does is a, is a serious injury to, to a key guy or any guy I have on the team? I know it's next man up, but like to the vibe of the team, what does that do?
3: Um, you know, like you said, you have to kind of move on, and, and there's just different things that happen to you. And we talk a lot about the events that that are going to happen, the adversity that's coming our way. The only thing that we can you know, control is our response. There's nothing we can do about what happened, um, whether it's you know a, a moment in the game, the score of the game at halftime, or something that happens to your teammate like that. And so we try to focus on the response um, so that we get the best outcome that we want. That being said, it's not always easy, especially when you have a leader and someone that makes such an impact. So, um, you know, some hurt more than others. Some situations are harder harder than others. But I thought our, our, our team did respond, you know, and they – Some guys stepped up, certainly saw what X did and and some of the other guys, and that was good. So, um, you know, you just when you go into those first games, you just never know what's going to happen. I mean, if you you told me in the national championship game, the first game, Trey Sermon's going to break his collarbone or uh, the first, you know, whatever few plays of the game, Jackson's going to be out of this one. I'd be like, oh, my God. Um, But those are the things that happen. You have to have plans in place for when those things occur.
4: As you reevaluated, what did you see from some of those other receivers, yeah. and uh, what's going to be better for them going forward? Yeah,
3: no, I, I thought uh, there were some good plays, um, some ones we just missed on, and uh, I think there was there was a couple protection things, not many, but early on there was there was a couple things, and then um, you know just could have been cleaner early, and then I thought you know, we were nine of ten there at the end, and made some nice plays, and kind of got more to a rhythm in the second half, um, so. Yeah, there's some things we do, certainly just technically that we got to clean up, and um, you know a lot of those guys that was their first time playing other than the Rose Bowl uh, in, in that type of environment. So um, a lot of good things out there, but a lot to build on. We always still got a lot of a lot of improvement to make. Certainly know where we need to be.
4: Speaking of guys playing for the first time, I know Donovan Jackson had played before, but obviously uh, a big start against uh, what was going to be a pretty good defensive front. Uh, your evaluation of what he showed physically in that first game. Yeah,
3: uh, same thing. Had some really good plays, had some plays he wants back. Uh, but for the first game against a very veteran defense and veteran front, um, uh, solid job, solid job. Um, I think he graded out a champion, and um, and especially the way that we played in the fourth quarter, he was a big part of that. Right, right. Uh, with,
4: with CJ and the, and the
3: younger receivers, it seemed like a couple times maybe – he was expecting them to be maybe a little shallower than they were, or the one that was behind Jackson, or Mecca, excuse me, maybe he thought Mecca might sit there instead of keep going with his route. How long does it take, I guess, for a quarterback and
4: newish receivers to kind of get on the same page when you're trying to determine the landing marks and stuff like that?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think um, CJ and Jackson certainly have a great chemistry there. Um, And, you know, CJ and all the receivers have been working hard – you know, to, to get on the same page. And, and, and they are. They, they've done a nice job. They've built great chemistry. And now you just have to put it on the field. So uh, there were some plays that, that uh, weren't executed well enough, and we got to get that fixed. But um, we've seen it in practice done the right way. And so um, we know that they can do it. It's just a matter of going and do it on the field.
4: Uh, it looked like Luke had a boot on his foot walking out of the field. <clears throat> During a you just managing something? Like that?
3: Yeah, um, you know, when you come out of those physical games like that, there's always bumps and bruises and things that we want to keep an eye on, but uh, but nothing uh, long term there.
4: Uh, uh, I guess the, the contingency plan up front, if you had to put a new center in, is it Matt? Is it Jacob? And then if it's Matt, who's the guard?
3: Right. Yeah, so when Matt went down, Enoch came in and actually gave us some good good plays there. We had a, a counter play where he came around, did a nice job, and, and I think we picked up about eight or nine yards on that play. Um, and so, yeah, it'd be one of the two. We'd either move Matt to center and then move Enoch over to guard or or you'd bring Jacob in. Um, so those are our two options there. Thank you.
4: Uh, Coach, after the game, you said you thought that the way that you guys won that game and had to you know, get it done in the, in the fourth quarter that we paid dividends down the road. Learning to win that way, how important was that? And was that what you were talking about?
3: Yeah, I mean, um, you know, uh, Coach Freeman talked about it after the game that their uh, game plan was to – you know, shorten the game and run the ball and control the clock and, and limit, limit the possessions on our offensive side of the ball. And so when teams want to do that against us, we have to be able to win in those games and respond. And, uh, and that's something that's a little bit of a common theme for us. And so uh, being able to run the football, stop the run, control the game in the second half and play good defense is what we have to be able to do. And we did that in um, and, and a physical game when you're not going to get as many plays. So Um, I think looking back, we could have been more efficient, you know, certainly in the first half on offense, because every play matters in those styles of games. But um, I thought the attitude was excellent. I thought the toughness was excellent. I thought the way we played, uh, we took care of the football, we tackled well. Those are the things you need to do in in opening games. And certainly with the help of the crowd, we were able to kind of, you know, push through in the fourth quarter. And I think it was a seven, seven minute drive there in the fourth quarter, where uh, typically in the past, we'd be going a little faster and, you know, maybe trying to score a little faster. But You know, we were controlling the game, and we felt like if we scored there, we could make it a two-score game, and if we got one more stop, the game was probably over. And, um, again, that's not typically how maybe we've done things in the past here, but when you're playing good defensively and you're running the football, a win's a win.
4: You subscribe to the theory you make the most improvement from game one to game two, and if so where do you want to see the biggest improvement?
3: Um, I I think that's a little bit of coach speak, you know, but but I think that um, the reason why people talk about that is because when you – are in the preseason, you make a lot of assumptions based on going against your defense or what guys are going to do. But then once you get on the field, you realize what's real. And, uh, and then you have to be able to make those adjustments and figure out what that is. Um, kind of wake some guys up. So we'll see. Uh, I, there are certainly a lot of things to improve on. The issues are always there, and, and we got to get those addressed. And, and that's the key. You know, when, when, Whether it's week two or week five or week seven or week ten, we have to be able to make those adjustments, figure out what those issues are. And get them addressed and, and usually it's like i say all the time when there's issues it's one of three things it's either coaching it's execution or it's personnel and so uh, or, or scheme um, and you know once you identify what those are you got to get them fixed and and then the, the test is on saturday
4: well, what, jackson injured or no you...
3: nah, i'd rather not Yeah, get it because once i start getting into that and then i have to kind of do that for everybody and so we've kind of kept it um, just available and unavailable and i try to do the best i can to at least Give you an idea of what's going on, but not give details of the guys.
4: When your defensive line plays the way it does in the first time out under a
3: very new defensive
4: regime, are you even a little surprised at times, like by how good this defensive line looks this early in a new system? Well
3: oh, it was certainly great to see the play the way that they did. Uh, we've seen a lot of that in the preseason. We've seen a lot of that last spring. Um, guys in the backfield making plays. One of the things that. I thought was great in the game was the first play was an explosive play. And I think the easy thing to do would have been like, oh, here we go again. And we've talked a lot long and hard. I know the defensive side has and I've talked to the defense that, you know, with our style of defense, at any point we can get a negative play, get them off schedule and either force a field goal or force a punt because um, of of the different styles and the scheme that we run. And that's exactly what happened. I think they picked up three on first down and then second and seven, Mike gets in the backfield, creates a negative play, third and long, uh, force a field goal. We're off the field, we got a lot of energy, we moved on. Nobody had their heads down, there was no panic, you know, they believed in it. And um and I think that's that's Jim's mentality is you know, give me a yard and we'll defend it. Um so that was great. But but yeah, to see the de- you know, the defensive line uh win the line of scrimmage was uh, was excellent in game one.
4: I two in the league, but I think Liverden was over eight on third and more than seven. Uh seemed like the last year there were too many times where third and last year just couldn't get off the field. Is that one of those marks where you say, Okay, I I, I, we've made real defensive progress through the offseason, being able to get off the field we need to. Well, we
3: did in the first game, but that means nothing moving forward. Yeah, this, we certainly have not arrived. Then we only played 49 plays, and that was great, but uh, we got a lot of football to play. But um, for game one, it was well executed, and now we got to do it again this week.
0: Ryan, just building off that and talk about Jim Mills' mentality. Just the turnover battle Saturday, no turnovers for either side. Just how significant was that to you, and how important is that turnover battle to you? Well, when
3: you're playing against a team that wants to run the football, it's you know usually what they're going to take care of the football a little bit more. You know, There's less risk there. You know, they want to control the game. And there was a lot of field position play back and forth. You know, There were some opportunities in there where maybe in the past I would have gone for it. You know, early on, I think it was a fourth and three around the 40-yard line, I think the year before. We went for it against Oregon, uh, didn't do that, decided to pooch punt, got it inside the 10. I think we had four punts inside the 15-yard line. So you're playing the field position game. When you're playing against a team that wants to run the ball, uh, you have to be smart because all it takes is one turnover, and you know you could be up against it. Um, so we, we tried to do the same thing, You know, run the football, take care of the football, and, and win that style of game, which is a different style of game than maybe we've been in in the past. And we knew that we had to be able to do that if we want to get to where we need to be.
0: And then offensively, talking about running the ball, just um, going into this week's game, next week's game at Toledo, just how do you plan on managing the running backs between uh trade beyond and mine there? I know they split carries for majority on Saturday. Yeah,
3: we'll move forward the same way. Uh, I thought they really complemented each other well, That they both really went ran hard in the fourth quarter after looking at the film. I mean, I felt it when we were uh, on the field, but after watching the film, boy, it was uh, it was pretty impressive to watch those guys run that way. And they, and they took care of the football, and that was a huge challenge for them. That's their number one job. And uh, this offense is to take care of the football.
4: right a new member of the Ohio State beat, Cameron T. The Athletic. Hey, Ryan, you mentioned my call. I had a really good day against Notre Dame.
0: what do you want to see from him? When you look, when you look on the film, kind of, what do you want to see from him going forward? To kind of
3: Well, I think anytime you come in, in an environment like that, you prove that you you know you belong. And you certainly did. Uh, but now, well, what's the response to that? You know, is it, okay, I'm here and now I, I start to feel good about myself and I take a step back and gear down, or do I continue to build on that and now show that I can be consistent? Because if you want to be one of the better players in the league, which he certainly has a co- the ability to do, you know, he's got to bring it every week, and that's what the expectation is. So it's one thing to flash in the game. It's another, th- it's another thing to be consistent throughout, uh, you know, the entire fall. Ryan,
4: what was the... Degree of difficulty on that CJ throw to Mayan on the touchdown
3: drive. That's as good as I've seen. Yeah, I mean that the difficulty on that one was really hard. He's going to his left. He got flushed uh, first off. Um, you know, he did a great job getting out of the pocket. He spun out of the pocket. Uh, Mayan came back. It was a throw against the sideline, going to his left, and probably the only place he could possibly fit it. And then Mayan had to catch it clean, otherwise, you know, because it was so much, so little margin for error there. Um, you know, big time play in a big spot. I think it was third and three. You know, and uh, got flushed, and, um, and and he made another play like that on the sideline to Omeka, um, I think in the third quarter, two really good movement throws.
4: Those, I was thinking about that a couple times of spinning out. We saw Justin maybe do that way more, and Dwayne had some of that. Is that when you talked about him using his legs? That the stuff that's more important to you than him actually running, carrying downfield.
3: I mean, every, every play has a different set of circumstances, certainly the situation in the game down in distance. Um, but extending is a, is a big part of it because it allows receivers more time to get open downfield. Uh, but I think if you watch the move, he's moving different. And I think that's a tribute to him and Coach Mick. But uh, when you look at the numbers on the GPS of how fast he's moving, when you just watch his quickness and his overall strength, his body looks different. And uh, and that, that paid off on, on that drive for sure.
4: Fine. as far as Jackson and, and him being evaluated yeah, is there absolutely. an idea on when he might be able, how he might be able to practice this week or anything?
3: uh yeah I mean it'll it'll be kind of uh, as the week goes on we'll get a better feel for it you know I think um, again I can't really give much details on that but we'll we'll keep evaluating this week and see how it goes towards the end of the week
4: and ask about another guy from not oh, on the other side of the ball you guys are pretty selective with transfers and i was wondering when when you were looking at, at tanner and talking with him uh back in, in january what 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 impressed you about him what decided that he was a good fit
3: well uh, he came highly recommended from uh jim and um and jackson they both knew him and uh, made a few calls on him and when we went to the three safety system uh, we knew that we needed to bring in um you know more nickels and safeties and Watching him play last year, he's a veteran, you know, experienced guy. But but he fit our culture just by the way he immediately stepped in. Um, He really um, embraced our culture. He uh, has been really helpful to the guys. He's kind of like a coach on the field. And uh, like you said, there's not a lot of guys that fit our culture that way. You know, he and Chip both stepped in this year and did a nice job. uh, You know, just assimilating to the program and um, because it's not easy to do here.
4: Just the impact he's had this offseason in the opener, having a guy with the level of experience he has in this defense and what kind of impact they have made of um, the gate.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, Jim, who, uh, you know, has a few guys in the sports staff, GAs and guys that have been with him who know the system, helped early on, but, but certainly having Tanner there who knew the system with the, the secondary guys uh, made it a lot better because you know, he's out there working extra with the guys, teaching them. Again, he's like a coach in the field. So um, that certainly shortened the time of learning the, the scheme. Just
4: from your experience both as a player and as a quarterback's coach, how many weeks do you typically see it take for a quarterback to kind of get comfortable with new receivers?
0: Um,
3: It varies. Yeah, it varies. I wish I could kind of give you a, a number, but um, it varies. Yeah, and I thought there was some really good ones. I thought the throw and catch on the first touchdown, the, the timing was just excellent between him and Emeka. Uh, I thought there was some other good ones too between he and Marvin. Uh, the timing on the, the throw and the touchdown pass to he and Xavier were excellent, so it was good signs out there. And, and there's been a lot of work done in the in the, uh, the preseason too. So you know, we'll kind of keep working at it this week and see where we are on Saturday.
4: And how much more control have you given CJ at the line of scrimmage?
3: Um, you know, you try not to do too much. You know, just because someone can doesn't mean they that you should, because you want them to, to to be clear and be thinking and just. You know, worry about executing the offense, and you know, so we try to take as much off off of our off of this plate as possible. But he's very intelligent, so we can handle high levels of information, and does a really good job in protection and the run game, changing plays when we need to to do that. But uh, just because he cut he can doesn't mean we should, and so I try to be uh, you know very mindful of that.
4: Scale him back because he's probably asking for more and more. You, well,
3: yeah, I mean, that, he and I talk about that a lot. You know, and you, typically we'll we'll put a lot in, and then every once in a while, I say this is maybe a little bit too much here, let me just kind of go play." And we kind of go back and forth on that. And by the time Saturday comes, we come to a pretty good idea of, of what the game plan is going to be and what he's comfortable with. But yeah. that's
4: But but it is good to have somebody who's
3: older who can give you honest feedback in that area too. Coach, um, I no
4: Julian Fleming was listed as a game-time decision. How close was he to getting
3: on the field? Yeah, he, he did, went through warm-ups and he was close, and it, it tore his heart out not to be in this game. Um, had an unbelievable offseason, did a really good job this preseason, um, you know, tweaked something leading up to the game. And um, so we're hoping to have him back on Saturday.
4: But as it relates to Arkansas State, what are the unique challenges they present to you?
3: Uh, certainly a good coaching staff, um, you know, good, good players who, you know, they've added some new pieces. When you look at some of the guys who have joined their team, you know, they come from very good programs and so they have talent. Um, you know, got off to a good start last week so um you know and, and played some teams really tough last year when you look at some of the teams that they played uh you know they were, they were in those games even though maybe their record wasn't as as good as they wanted to um and i know with that coaching staff they're going they're much improved this year so um you know, we got to do a really good job of you know getting ready for a noon kickoff because that's a lot different than it was last week and and then uh, playing up to our standard
4: I that the goal is to win every game, right? But are there specific things you're trying to accomplish this week, you know, as you, as you try to get into a good rhythm before you get into the hard conference
3: play? Well, you know, I, I felt like last week was like a conference game. So we've been we've been working towards that the whole preseason. I mean, we were tackling, we were doing all of those stuff. Every, everything was in. Like, it wasn't like um, we had time to kind of move along with that. But I think this week it's more about addressing the things that we didn't uh, do as well, in continuing to build, trying to fix those things, build in other areas, and then, um, and then you know, I, I think we'll probably play more plays this week too. So um, you'll have an opportunity to just evaluate everybody a little bit more.
4: Oh, yes, a lot of a lot's been talked about of how this defense sort of changes the picture for a quarterback uh, after the snap. But when you're talking about the front and how they're moving different pieces around, of an offensive play caller, what's Difficult about that This team against and sort of what they can do with the jack position and how the front changes.
3: Well, it, it, identifying what's happening is probably the biggest challenge is getting everybody on the same page. Um, and, you know, when, when, it, when you're having a hard time communicating and identifying what's going on, um, you know, it can, it can create confusion. And I think that happens sometimes. And so I think at the end of the day, what, what happens with this style of defense and Jim's philosophy is, is they make you work every play, the quarterback and the offensive line.
4: Far right, Give us, uh, Ryan, the hype of that game, the build up the months of you know, this is going to be the greatest thing ever, uh, and the stakes of the game. How big a hurdle was that that you
3: cleared? Huge. Yeah, it was big. But um, so was every game around here. If you don't believe it, try losing it, you know. Um, but that being said, there was a lot of buildup, like you said, um, leading up to the game, for sure. Um, you know, the game being at 730, and just seeing everybody there. Skull session, the walk, uh, pregame—I mean, all of it. So, yeah, there's a lot, and so we, we try to be mindful of that with the players, and we try not to, um, you know, get them up, you know, too too early in, in the in the day. You know, it's kind of had to be steady with them and talk to them about the build up, and you have to be at your competitive excellence when the foot hits the ball, and that's mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and you can't just. Uh, it's not going to happen, especially when you go into the swell session. You're doing the walk, and you're uh, you know on the bus coming over here to the Woody for a walkthrough, and you see all the people. It's easy to get yourself um, you know worked up for a game that doesn't kick off for another you know ten hours or so. So uh, it was a long day, um, but to say to, again to see the way we played in the fourth quarter and to leave that game with a win um, was a job well done. And, uh, but that's behind us, and now we got to move on.
4: And your post game reaction was that. Jubilation, joy, or relief?
3: Relief, <laughs> relief, relief. Yeah, it's and relief.
4: 10TV. Coach, when you look at, you talk so much about the scars on this team, and how much do you
3: think those scars helped you get the job done last night? I don't think there's any question. Yeah, I don't think there's any question. But I think that's that's life. You experience things, you learn, and you don't. Always appreciate things until you've had some things taken away from you, and that's kind of what happened to this team last year. You know, happened to me, happened to a lot of the players on this team, the veteran guys, and and you learn from it. And it can do one of three things: you either crumbles you, you get through it, or it makes you stronger. And you decide how that outcome is going to be. And um, the way that our guys went through this offseason, um, I'm proud of that. And um, it's just a start, just one game, but it's a good start.
4: When you looked at that sideline before the game, when you think of representing Ohio State, maybe you have some people that are interested in Ohio State. What's it like to see Buckeye Nation for
3: all of them? Oh, it was huge. Yeah, and and I think that there's a huge part of Buckeye Nation that um, likes the way we played. You know, just gritty, tough, physical. 100th year anniversary in the shoe. A little bit of a throwback game, maybe. Um, we tried. It, we had a couple plays for the fullback. Didn't quite get to them, but they were they were ready. Um, we did get pretty big down in the red zone once, so um, I know Coach Trussell was looking for the power play. We didn't get that one in there, but um, but no, it was it was great. And in the, in the atmosphere there it was certainly electric and a lot of fun. So again, we still got seven more in, at home this year, but uh, but good start.
4: Yeah, Ryan, you, you said we all know that you pointed to Notre game. Everyone knew that was the first game. No offense to Arkansas State, but nobody was doing that for this one. Uh, you talked about competitive excellence and stamina. How do you – I mean, how big a test is that this week because this is not a marketing game?
3: It's something that we've talked about in the preseason a lot, though, because we knew we'd be in um, situations where you, know, you have to bring it every week. And so now we'll, we'll drop on that. I mean, there's not going to be one of the surprises that we haven't addressed and said, man, we, it doesn't matter. We, every single week you got to bring it. Otherwise, you're, you don't have a chance to, to be a champion. So – we're just going to drop on that and figure out where we're at, but I'm hoping that the maturity and leadership can lead the way this year, this week.
4: And what was maybe something overlooked Saturday that really pleased you? Um obviously the passing game took a while and really clicked the way you won, but is there something that just stood out to you?
3: Um, I thought the locker room at halftime was excellent. I thought the sideline was excellent. Um, I thought the way there was a clip after we threw the touchdown pass um, to Xavier in the end zone where all five linemen and Travion were absolutely going crazy. They were just so excited to score that touchdown. Um, and then just the excitement on the sideline afterwards um, and the way that our guys in the fourth quarter just had a look in their eye and uh, the way that in the four-minute coming back out there and they just like they're not going to get the ball back we're just going to find a way and then see the trade beyond the way he ran and ran a guy over and then runs hard. Like they just weren't going to get denied. And that's something you can build on.
1: What happened? What happened?
3: Just a lot of positivity in there. Just a lot of talking, a lot of guys communicating with each other, you know, um, just a lot of positive vibes trying to figure out solving the problems um, where, you know, I've been in luck rooms before where there's just not a lot of talking going on, you know, but but these guys, you know, they, they, there was energy in there. They were talking. They came out of the locker room with juice. They just had a look in their eye that they weren't going to get denied. Again, that's that's what we're trying to build on this summer.
4: Thank you, Jerry. Uh, more fluid is the way I would describe watching CJ roll out of some of those situations and get to the edges, et cetera. Uh, did he work on that in the offseason? Did you press that or did it just – where a second-year starter, does it come a little bit more natural?
3: Uh, I mean, we, we certainly worked on his athleticism and, and tried to get him stronger and faster with Coach Mick, but and he did that. I mean, he really attacked the weight room this year, and you just feel it. But, um, but no, I mean, we, we've been doing some throwing on the run, and we've been doing some some different things with him and, and certainly worked on scramble drills. Uh, it's been a big emphasis for us just with seven-on-seven seven and some of the things that we've done. And, you know, with our defense doing a lot of drop eight, we had to, you know, with the three-man rush, if if they're going to drop eight, you know, there's only three guys in rush. So to identify that at times and then you know extend the play makes sense, and it's something that we have worked on some. But a lot of it has to do with him just feeling the game and and, and seeing it.
4: I got about fifty questions. I'll ask two more. <laughs> okay. Uh, Xavier Johnson. Not only did he go in at that moment, but he he was up for the moment because obviously on that touchdown, I think they blitzed both safeties yeah. for the first time all game. Yeah. Maybe I'm yeah. wrong. Oh, you're right. What, what does that just tell you about his awareness? And obviously, CJ has had that for a while. Now. Yeah, know.
3: What just piqued you, did you teach him about that? Well, it was zero pressure and in competitive excellence game on a the line. They, like you said, they brought both safeties in the A gaps from depth, and uh, they both recognized it. Xavier did a great job of setting up the safety. Uh, CJ drifted away from the pressure, you got bought a little bit of depth. Sometimes you kind of have to throw that off your back foot, and you try to give it a little air out there. Um, very well executed in that moment. But uh, yeah, no, it was, that was well done.
4: Does, does that give him more consideration down the road now that he yes. was up to the moment?
3: Absolutely, yeah. Because you never know until you get in there. Yeah. And to see him play like that, he caught two balls in a row in a big moment. Um, so, absolutely.
4: The last thing, uh, what what did it mean to you, and you touched on it a minute ago, to go to jumbo there down the goal line? Y'all had had a third and two in the first half, didn't get it done, got stuck. What did it just do for you and this offense of – getting something looks like fixed that y'all had trouble with last year
3: yeah it was huge and and just again I thought it was the attitude of just getting pads down uh, because it, it, at the end of the day there's going to be extra guys in the box right we all know that so it's at one point at some point you got to get your hands inside you got to get your pad level low and you got to beat your man you got to block your man and then there'll be an extra guy there that the running back has to run over and that's at the end of the day that's what it comes down to so um i thought we had that that mentality down there and so we got big and um you know tried to hammer it in there and we did
4: Ryan um next year when you guys play Notre Dame it won't be the opener think it's week three next year just now that you guys have gone through it can you just reflect on when you play a top five team in your opener how the prep is different mm-hmm. how you guys come in Sunday after a physical game like that how different is it playing a team that good in week one when you don't have preseason games or anything
3: like that yeah well you're forced to uh, be really good in preseason um We had two scrimmages where we did a lot of tackling, Um, and you're 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 in this balance of figuring out how do you get your team tough and game ready to play at a high level because it's such a huge game and have such an impact on the rest of the season, but also keep your guys healthy. Um, So uh, just a lot of communication between um, Mick Murati and I over and over and over again. I mean, we're in practice and and he'll get the GPS numbers on somebody. We'll we'll, pull these out, get them out. He's already run too much or. We look hard and, and think over and over and over again how much hitting we should do, how many plays and practice we should have. And so uh, between he and I, and, and then obviously talk to the coaches about their opinion on things, but we just try to figure that part of it out so that they can be at competitive excellence on that night. And uh, and, and I'll give the players credit. They they believed because it was a hard camp. It was not easy. We went hard. We were physical, um, but I think we had them ready.
4: you got to play the schedule. You're giving all things being equal when you're playing a big time non-conference matchup like that? Prefer week two or three as opposed to the opener? Or?
3: Um, when are you asking me? Now? Great idea.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Friday afternoon, terrible idea.
4: And when you look at this schedule, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm trying to do a little picture off of the big picture. Listen, the 12-team playoff coming, you know, you guys, that world's coming. You look at Wisconsin and Penn State and Michigan State and Michigan and all the games that you guys have in front of you. Right now, as you just play the top five team, um, how hard can a team go how many times a year? Do you play a top 25 team every week in college football? Like the NFL, you're playing a great team every week. It's Or when guys are in class and they're 19 years old, do you have to play some games where you're not playing a top 25 opponent? Because of mental and emotional and physical wear and tear, what? How tough can it be every week?
3: Um, I think it's a great question. I, I don't think I have really the answer to that because we really haven't done that before. So I, I, I'd be kind of speculating, um, but it's something to think about for sure. I just haven't quite considered it, you know. Um, but it's interesting, and I think that those are all the really good questions that are coming up as we head into this format. Yeah. You
4: know? Right now, you guys just won that game. You yeah. How much do you think this team feels it right now right like what, how long is the physical mental um, well to get back
3: at yeah well that, that that's why we talk so much about competitive stamina because no matter who you play, we have to play the same way period and so when you have that mindset going into a season that's different than like you're saying where it's like okay I got to get up for this game but then over here I can take a deep breath we, we, we cannot do that you do that that's how you get yourself set up. And I think that's where, why the theme this year has got to be competitive stamina. Bring it every single week, no matter who you're playing. Whether it's the number two team in the country, number one team in the country, or somebody that's not ranked, you've got to be yourself. and So we've got to bring it 12 times in a regular season, regardless of who we're playing. And I think you have to really hammer that mindset before you head into the season. You can't just talk about it week three. Um, and we've been talking about it a lot. So we'll see where we're at. You the
4: 12-team proposed playoff. I mean, I think it's football exciting.
3: Football. I think it's really exciting, but I think there's there's a lot of work to be done to figure out a lot of things. Um, but um, that's why we have the best athletic director in the country to figure those things out. <laughs>
2: Next up, we'll hear from Buckeye Safety's coach, Perry Eliano. Uh,
4: yes, uh, just first, your evaluation of Latham Ransom and how he played in New York.
1: Andy, um, it didn't surprise me. Lathan's had a great fall camp. Uh, he practices well. He loves what he does. He prepares well. So what you saw on Saturday did not surprise me.
4: Coach Rose always talks about his trigger. Can you elaborate more on that and how you kind of coach
1: I mean, he just is a football player that's very instinctive. I mean, you know, and uh, so when he goes, he goes. And uh, obviously he has a great impact. When he makes plays on the ball and stuff like that. Uh, Orville, middle, Pat
4: Murphy, 24-7 sports. Following up with, with Latham, obviously Josh starts the game. There's a play that everyone sees, but how much was Latham in the game plan ahead of time? How much did that have to do with how Notre Dame played? I mean, the two of them seem to kind of step in for each other. So how much was, was that part
1: of your plan beforehand? Pat, you know, for, for Lathan and Proctor, you know, I'll go into the game plan more. So how did they prepare during the week? Um, you know, Proctor's a phenomenal player, great young man, got a huge role on his football team. And I love him. I trust him. Um, Lathan, I feel the same way about. And so it wasn't planned accordingly like that. But what I wanted to do was just calm Josh down. You know, and um, Latham ended up playing, you know, uh, quite a bit because he got in rhythm. But uh, by no means, uh, both of them, we need both of them to do what we need to do uh, this year.
4: When you have a guy like Josh specifically, misses almost all of last season, comes back, big game, how do you then, like you said, calm him down? But how do you then address that with him to get that message? Hey, this is still, you're still a big part of this. You don't want to lose him mentally.
1: Josh was great on the sideline. He was phenomenal. You know, one of the things, you know, we talk about brotherhood, being selfless. He was great. Uh, Met with Josh like I do every guy that I uh, have in the game or didn't play and just kind of got his thoughts. Uh, But he was great. Um, He was in here this morning watching film. He was in yesterday watching film. So he's preparing like a pro, and that's what we talk about. So um, he was great, and that's what we talk about, that it's going to take all of us in order to do what we need to do uh, as a football team and as a defense.
4: Barry, hey, last week we asked uh, – someone asked Jim about how if he take a moment to sort of absorb being a part of that game on Saturday night. And he said no, but now that that game's over and you guys can tell the truth, do you feel like there's a moment on Saturday when you kind of were just in awe of being in that setting and with your family there? What does it mean to you to have that opportunity?
1: Well, first and foremost, we're at the Ohio State. So that's in itself – um means something. And for myself to be able to be here, uh, have the opportunity to go out with this football team, with these coaches, uh, with Coach Dave being our leader, and um, just having an opportunity for my family to share that moment, the magnitude of that type of game, and us come out victorious for Buckeye Nation, priceless. Does it match up the expectation you had for the last 10 months
4: of what that game would be like, walk-down, go last think?
1: you know you, you always have visions and dreams of what it really is going to be but um i mean you know with with all the star power all the former players uh and just how buckeye nation showed up and and how loud it was and how our players kept even killed and stay po- stayed poised amongst the whole game you know the ebbs and flows of the game i mean i mean, it was awesome and um one memory i'll always remember but First and foremost is because we got win number one of the 2022 season.
4: Terry, you guys worked as a staff for nine, 10 months for that game in preparation for the season. How do you think everything worked mechanically in terms of you guys meshing, Jim upstairs, and kind of that whole thing?
1: I mean, we're pros. I mean, everybody understands their role, everybody's got one goal in mind, and it's for us to be the very best every day. You know, and if we put good days on top of good days and put our guys in the very best positions so they can maximize their guy-given ability, we feel like uh, Saturdays are going to be good for the Buckeyes. And so uh, it was great. Um, you know, the flow of the game was great. Um, you know, our guys stayed locked in and poised. You know, obviously we hit adversity right off the back first play, and our guys never flinched. And, um, you know, you always want to see that at some point in time. You don't know when that's going to come. And it happened right off the back, and our guys just stayed locked in, coaches included. And so, um, very, very proud of that.
4: Gosh, I mean, he just came back from a, a terrible injury. First play, he misses a tackle, and then back that series, series doesn't play again. I believe mean, um, you said he handled it well, but you were know, you concerned? That, okay, I'm going to really make sure he's okay.
1: No, I mean, I, I, I approach it just like I would after any, any game, whether he played fifty snaps or two snaps, you know, I meet with each one of them individually, you know, because what I want to do is that was our first time under the lights together. You know, we spent a lot of time in the offseason spring ball and camp, but I wanted to make sure that I did everything I needed to do as their coach to prepare them on and off the field so they can be their very best for their teammates and for this football team. So, no, he was fine. You know, uh, Josh, like I said, talked to him Sunday. Uh, he was in there yesterday watching film. I met with him this morning and watched film. So he's ready to go, and that's what you love about him. He's resilient, and he's ready to put his uh, best foot forward.
4: (laughs) You're the expert. How many times was Ronnie Hickman ever out of position
1: outside? He could play better, believe it or not. Um, There's always room for improvement. The thing I love about Ronnie is he's really, really stepped up his game off the field as far as in preparation, his mentality, studying the game, understanding what to look for, And, um, obviously you can tell because he's playing extremely fast. And, uh, I love the young man because he's put in a lot of time, effort to really, really hone in on the things that he knew he needed to do going into this season.
4: We've asked about all the other safeties. Maybe it's like Ronnie is taken for granted or something at this point. But, you know, I know that's not the case for you. There seems to be a high level of trust for this defensive staff and what Ronnie can do.
1: Absolutely. And he's earned that. And, uh, you know, we've earned his trust, you know, and, uh, like I said, he goes to work every day, you know, keeps his head down. And uh, the thing I love about the room is they all want to be coached and they want the they want real feedback. They don't want to hear how great they were. To run, Coach, what can I do to be better? And when you have something like that, that's special.
4: Second
1: Perry, um, can you maybe
4: just take us through the prep, the game plan, when you have a, a tight end like Michael Mayer? and what you guys wanted to do with him and how you guys think you executed it because, you know, he made some catches but then put up a ton of yards. What was the plan and the execution? Uh,
1: first, he's a great player. Uh, he's going to make a lot of money one day. Um, but uh, we just studied his habits. We studied his tendencies. Uh, we knew exactly where he was going to be. Um, you know, I told the guys, hey, if he makes a catch or two, just keep hitting him. Keep being aware of where he's at because it's a four-quarter game, and the guys embraced it. You know, um, the, the competitive excellence, the, the the wanting to compete against the very best, and uh, you know they 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 relished that. And so, you know he made it. He made a couple of catches, but I thought overall we bottled him up and we did what we needed to do in order to uh, come out with the victory.
4: And uh, Jim Knowles up in the box. What's his communication like? Is he nice and calm during the game? Is he
1: Absolutely. Fired up
4: during the game.
1: Everybody on the sidelines got ice water in their veins. Like I said, you know, uh, you you build that trust in the off season, in the summer and during camp. So when we get to when the lights are on, nobody, nobody flinches. Everybody's un, 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 even killed and we're able to make adjustments. We're able to get on the board and know exactly what we need to do if something did break down and there was no panic and, the cool thing is to look young men in their eye and they see that, hey, these guys got it, and now we just got to go out there and continue to execute. So uh, there was no issues there. You're
4: saying that when the players look at the coaches in game and say, these guys know what they're doing, listen to them, and this is going to work. Absolutely. How, how vital, that, does that always happen? How vital is that for players to be able to look at coaches and say, we know these coaches know what's up?
1: You know, I think it's it's about your preparation during the week. When they see it on film and they practice it and then when it gets under the lights and they're able to see it live and in color, that means something to young men because they're saying, you know what, what we worked on, what we practiced, what the coaches told us, that was what was coming. It actually happened. And and when those things continually happen, the confidence of a young man, of a defense, of a team skyrockets because now they know exactly, hey, we just need to come to work and prepare the right way and – Success is inevitable.
4: i if you get to obviously coming to this game, you had talent, you had depth at the same position. When you see it in a game like that,
1: and on the first game of the year, you see players doing the jobs and Ronnie everywhere. What's that like to see it for the first time and see that depth really come through? I was more proud because we were tough. We were physical. They felt us. You know, and that's something that we talked about in the offseason. All summer and all camp that, you know, yeah, yeah, we're talented. But that only gets you so far. We need to be physical. We need to be tough, not only physically, but mentally. We need to understand when adverse situations hit, you know, stay locked in and keep grinding. And and so I'm more proud about that, that we really, really stepped up to the challenge of being able to respond when adverse situations hit and also being able to be physical and tough and uh, make sure that they felt us at the end of the game.
4: Uh, also, I mean, after that first play, after that first big play, when Josh got tackled, tackle, you talk to the guys in secondary about, did you have to talk to them about kind of coming back from adversity or is that something that they were able to handle by the
1: play? Uh, we, we, we handled it together. Um, we as coaches are in it with them. It's not coaches and players, it's us. And um, they felt that. They saw that. And they really don't get it until they're actually under the lights with you when it really matters. And all you've been telling them, it came to fruition because they actually got to see it. So being able to do that now, it just brings us that much closer.
4: okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> We're ready to end this right now. <laughs> <laughs> Early in the game when Lathan stuck Bayer on that third down, stopped a stopped guy who's 60 pounds heavier than kind of dead in his tracks, what kind of tone did that set for like, maybe district safeties in general, but I'm assuming that, that kind of permeates through the entire defense. What, what did you feel in that moment?
1: Absolutely. Uh, no, first and foremost, it was a money down. So they had already had a tendency. That's who they wanted to get the ball to. You know, so we knew that going into the game. And so for us for Lathan to do that, it's just more than anything. We talk about being BIA. You know, so every day you wake up, every day we come in this building or outside this building, every time we take the field, there's a representation of all the great DBs that have come through here. So when we say best in America, that's that's a walk of life. That's who we are, that's what we believe, and that's how we have to be each and every day. And so, like I said, it doesn't surprise me because of all the hard work, the preparation that Lathan and his teammates have put in each and every day that nobody sees you know and so we talk about it all the time unseen hours unrequired work that's real we live that it's not something that we just say but we actually live it every day
3: How does a guy like Lathan like, physically do that when he, when he's just you know he's not the same stature as Michael Myers? he's been uh, quite a bit there but you know they tried it and one guy went backwards and it wasn't Lathan like how how does he,
1: how does he do that? Coach Mick, weight room, desire, heart, you know, and and we only going to play one way. We will be physical. We will be tough. We talked about it, and we want to put it on display.
4: Hey Barry, um, we have a guy like Tanner who has so much experience in the system. You know, in a big game like that in Proud Wild. How do you have or how important is it to have a guy like that to maybe calm guys down and maybe as maybe be an extra coach on
1: the field? You know, I I think it was more just, you know, the build up to the game. We you're always concerned about that as a coach just because of the build up. I mean it's a big time game, top five, you know, two top five teams going at it on primetime T V with all the star power around. I mean, you could get caught up in that. So Tanner's done an excellent job since he stepped foot on campus. Uh you know he's a very very mature young man, very smart, uh, and and he's embraced our culture from day one. So uh, to have him on the football field is awesome. He does a great job in practice. He does a great job in meetings.
4: Perry, uh, when we look at the schedule, we see you guys might play a third linebacker against this team, a third linebacker against this team. You guys didn't do that at all. I was going to ask how proud you were of your guys, but we already know that answer. What's the conversations among the safeties and you guys afterwards that like you guys have them the two yards to carry then you do with three safeties instead of
1: three linebackers? You know, like Jim said from the very beginning when he got here, we're a safety-driven defense. So there's a premium and an expectation on each and every safety, just like each and every defensive player. We all have our roles, and we talk about being champions or in our roles all the time. And so they knew what the challenge was when they got in the big personnel people and you know, um, they were willing to step up to the challenge, which I didn't expect anything different from them.
4: So you actually did see it. Like, how, how much better do you feel about the next time you'll see it or the, the, the
1: next big game? i on the Red Wolves right now, but uh, we'll be ready. Second We
4: just have time more folks. Second We've heard Noah's stance on rotating versus playing the starters. So it was Saturday more of. First big game, you just kind of went with who you trusted, or is that shoot, is that what we should expect going forward? Are you kind of ride the hot hand, whoever plays plays.
1: I coach, I coach with my heart, and I coach with feel. That's one of the things I love about being on the sideline because I'm able to look guys in their eye, and I'm able to really truly get a good feel for what's going on during the game, the body language. I just uh, that that's just how I operate. So I don't go into any game with any preconceived notions of this is what I want to do on this series this guy's going to go in cuz the ebbs and flows of the game are different. I mean we played 28 plays in the first half. You know, we played 21 plays in the second half now. You know, we didn't expect that. We knew they were going to try to slow the game down, but to that degree, so that meant we were getting off the field at a really high rate and so, you know, but I don't go into any game This is what I want to do. It's just really the flow of the game.
4: Just to follow up on uh, Tanner, people talk about him and his knowledge of this team being helpful, but as a player in manning that that slot corner, what what did you see from him Saturday? How would you just evaluate him as kind of like the role he has in that slot?
1: He did what was expected of him. You know, he didn't get a ton of action at him. You know, there was a couple of plays that he knows he's got to play better, whether it be a technique. Or a fundamental issue, but overall, uh, he played well enough for us to do what we needed to do to win.
4: And wrapping up, the Thank you. Did that match at all? That atmosphere match at all? That first game in Lumberjack Stadium. Negative. Okay. I was going <laughs> to say. Now i No, I've
1: come it. a long ways. Yeah, come a long ways.
4: Uh, when did you know in pre in in spring or even preseason camp that Lathan Ransom? What was that moment? I, I would think there's got to be a practice or uh, uh, maybe a series of practices where you could count on him. You understand what I'm saying? That he was back, I mean, from a compound fractured leg or whatever he se- suffered in the Rose Bowl. What was that moment?
1: Well, obviously, you know, Latham didn't have any spring ball. Um, and I knew that moment in the summer. So there were times when I would come into the indoor and um, Latham would be out here in the indoor by himself. Working out, nobody around, um, doing drills, Uh, and I would just watch, you know, um, from afar. And, um, you know, I was impressed, you know, because he didn't have to do that. So that that let me know right there he had a desire. He was intrinsically motivated. And then once we got to camp, each and every day he just worked. He's a great young man, just like the rest of his teammates are, you know, and he just works. You know, and uh, very, very coachable. He puts in the time and effort. I think the most – the one of the biggest things for Lathan and his brothers in that room is they're loving learning about ball. They're loving it. And it's something cool to know that young men, each, each and every day, they come into that meeting room, they're learning ball and they're able to play fast. And so it doesn't surprise me what he did on Saturday because I've been seeing it uh, in camp. But more importantly, it started when he was able to finally run. He was able to finally jog. And um, those things pay off.
4: Right. From a safety coach's perspective, looking at the Red Wolves that you pointed out, what, what stands out about their offense? Obviously, they have juiced it up. They got the running back that used to be here a long time ago. was dismissed from here, but uh, seems is in there. And then Blackman started, you know, a couple of seasons for Florida State and stuff. What do you see when you look at them?
1: They're a good football team. They really are. You know, they, they're a tempo offense. You know, they go as the quarterback goes. I mean, he's a big target back there. He stands tall in the pocket. Uh, They got really good skill around him, several transfers, you know. And so um, we got our work cut out. But, you know, that's why you play the game and that's why you compete.
4: Thank you, man.
2: And now finally stepping up to the podium is Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud.
4: We've had a couple days now to look back at it. Just, uh,
5: overall, most of the things you were pleased with, things you feel you need to step it up with after one day? All uh, glory to God, first and foremost. But um, just looking at the film, uh, definitely think we did some great things on offense, uh, moving the ball when we had to. Uh, definitely seen a lot more man than we expected. So uh, just got to clean some up things with man-on-man routes, me, me bodying them up when the defender's all up on them. Uh, just little things like that, but I felt like we we did well with pass protection. Pass protection was amazing the whole night. Uh, my old line did a great job, and they even dropped nine, and we still got a third down conversion. So I'm proud of my guys. We so just keep fighting. Not kind of knowing all the uh, looks that we we're gonna get going into week one. So uh, especially a tough team like Notre Dame, number five team in the country. So it's kind of tough um, knowing that they're gonna do some different things. And uh, I felt like we handled it well all week at practice. So uh, I'm happy with the victory
4: that you guys showed, especially in the second half when you had to go out and win that game. Uh, there, there was some old-school football out there running the ball with Mayan and Gravy. Uh, I'm just talk about the job that they did and, and, and knowing that you guys have that as well.
5: Yeah, I mean, it's a great feeling. Uh, I definitely think that uh, that's something that we, we've been pushing since off offseason, uh, not just running the ball, Uh, For two to three, we're trying to get four, five, six every play, and I definitely think that we did that. I know uh mine averaged six yards a carry. I know Trey probably averaged somewhere around there too. So uh even when stuff wasn't there like they're running through people, um, which definitely thing you you need. But I think that we built that in off season, uh just lifting weights and uh pushing sleds and doing things like that. we definitely changed the narrative on that, I felt this game and uh one game doesn't define us though, we gotta keep doing it. So
4: CJ, Coach Day was talking again about that play when you rolled out and found Mayan on the sideline. Can you just take us through that play and like what what goes into that as quarterback when you're escaping pressure and trying to find a guy?
5: Yes, sir. Um, it was a drop eight coverage, so uh, really two to three hole players. Um, I got I just watching on film, but. Um, when you when you have drop coverage and you have I mean you have man coverage and you have whole players, it's tough to get cross routes going. So that's that was our concept. We had a crossing uh, crossing route, uh, and so I will read the widest defender. He ran out like it was man, so I go through my man principles. I first alerted mine. Uh, he had a wheel route, but um, <laughs> mine isn't really a burner. Uh, so he was he was decently open at first, but I just I wanted to see what what else uh, what else could be open. So I kept going through my progressions. Um, and then X kind of got bumped by his whole player, who was the Mike linebacker, number 27. And so as I did that, I tried to go back, but then I kind of felt a little pressure in my face. So I rolled out, went, went through. I knew it was third down. So, uh, I wanted to get the first down. I mean, I didn't want to turn the ball over right then and there. Cause I mean, if that, if that's the case, then it's even worse. But even if we don't get it right there, it's fourth, fourth down, we punt. And then if they score, we got to get, get the ball back and go on the two minute drill in the game. So, uh, I mean, just being the competitive stuff I am, and all mine, just being competitive. Uh, I just wanted him to come back down, which he did. We had that same rep during practice this week, and it didn't end up going like that. It was actually mine forgot, mine didn't run the route all the way. So uh, this this time he actually got it right. Uh, I seen him kind of through the corner of my eye, and uh, I mean I, I feel like it's something God blessed me with be able to ever throw the ball on the run a little bit. So just try to put him in the best spot that he can get it, where the defense couldn't, and mine did a great job uh, getting his toes in. So uh, it was a great play. Definitely I feel like that uh, changed the game, uh definitely put in uh, the game more in our control. So it was, it was amazing.
4: You guys are often so precise in the passing game within structure. How important is it for a quarterback to be able to do that and keep the play alive and how have you worked on that? How do you work on that? How have you worked on it this off season to be able to do that in that situation?
5: Yeah, we always we call a second part of the route here basically scramble drill, that's probably like the universal time, so uh, just working the scramble, Joe, right then and there, just uh, knowing the down the situation. I definitely think uh, we've gotten better situational football here, just knowing when to start down on that we got to confer and when we don't. So um, I feel like that was really important right then and there in that game. Um, I mean, man, we made it happen, so I'm, I'm happy.
4: When it's such a big game like that physical, mental, emotional energy that you guys spend come back on Sunday in the facility, how do you move on? How do you move off from the top five win and say you have to go face Arkansas State now this week?
5: Right, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, definitely gotta have short term memory, but at the same time you gotta enjoy your victories and you gotta smell your flowers. So I feel like we do a great job of that here. I mean, we have our champions meeting and uh the thing here we're having fun, we had a good time doing that and seeing great plays. Uh, seeing EA <laughs> light some dudes up on, on special teams is kind of cool. So I had us juiced up. Um, and then after that, you know, we go out and have our Sunday practice, uh, cause they always says we're on to the next week. And then we now we're on all our focus on Arkansas State. So amazing win. Uh, very tough team, top five, first game of the season, which first game of the season are, are never really easy no matter who you play, I feel. Um, unless they're like total bums, but <laughs> 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 so during the game definitely weren't bums. They were a great, good team. So, uh, really proud of my guys, and now we move on, go to Arkansas State.
4: It takes you to learn to move on but also appreciate the wins. When you were first year, second year, when did you start to learn how to go through
0: that and make a routine out of it?
5: Right, yeah, it was definitely tough for me last season. Just, like, we had a lot of big-time games last year. I feel like that first game was really big. and um, I never really, like, celebrated the wins after uh, until probably, like, week week six, week seven, and uh, my one of my uh, – Close friends, and actually, my agent called me. And he was like, Bro, you got to start enjoying your wins because, like, you work hard, right? And I'm like, Yeah. And, um, you really don't realize, like, the work that we put in is kind of unique. It's, it's very, um, not a lot of people I think can do it. Like, the work Coach Day puts in, the work I put in Coach Wilson, uh, just to get the passing game, the running game, just little things. And you got to just enjoy that because it's tough, you know what I mean? But to be away from your family and things like that. So you got to smell your flowers.
4: Yeah, C.J., I want to ask about Emeka. Uh, it seemed like uh, the moment was calling for somebody to step up with Jackson not able to go and just uh, you were hoping that this would be a big season for him coming into a starting role. But uh, that game and also everything leading up to it, what what'd you see out of him? I guess?
5: Yeah, Mecca, even Marvin, uh, both extremely hard workers, ex- both are always in the building working on their game, doing something right, uh, even off the field. I mean, uh, trying to just make sure their bodies are right you see him, they're all buffed up, they're chiseled up, so that just shows us how great they are with what they do and how, how serious they take it, even being so young, so um, Mecca, yeah, he, he he got to show a little bit of what he can do, even though he can do more, um, and I feel like even in our past game, that he's he fits it perfectly, him and Marvin, and uh, I feel like that first game kind of just put a little taste to people's mouths of what we can do a little bit, but I feel like we'll do even more and more just with the work we put in and things like that, so uh, Mecca and Marvin, they're Two great young players work hard, great routes, great uh, body discipline, and different things like that. So uh, just super excited to see what they do.
4: We're Phil like right. CJ, Phil,
3: um, so a play of mine, it, it looked like that ball sort of had some backspin. It got, kind of got back to him on the sideline. <laughs> Is that just random how it came out of your hand? Are you
4: doing anything with your arm angle or the pressure you're putting on the ball to make it do that?
5: I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it did that. That's cool if it did. I'm not sure. I just threw it. I threw it as, as – try to be as accurate as I could and just give him the shot to catch it where the defender couldn't. Um, he did a good job of placing his body in the right place and giving me uh, good numbers. I feel like when they give him, give me their numbers, they want the ball. So, um, he did a great job of doing that. Uh, even Omeka had a play like that. Um, the drive, I think, prior to that on the sideline again where he – kinda of cut the defender off and put his numbers to me and I feel like he wanted the ball, so I gave it to him as best I could. So uh, I don't really try to didn't try to do anything special. I think it's something that uh, maybe God bless him with so I'm happy.
4: With, with Marvin and Amefia I think there's a point in the game with Marvin the ball was a little short when you told him told him to sit maybe a little more shallow than he did. And then there was the one that was behind a where maybe it looked like you were expecting him to settle instead of keeping his route going. Um, it wasn't pervasive throughout the game, just kinda two of moments to slid out but how do you I guess work through that kind of stuff with receivers for in between drives to make sure you're all on the same page. Right, yeah,
5: to. I definitely think it's just conversation, just uh, seeing what they see, seeing what I what I see. Um, definitely just got to get through those things. I mean, me and Chris, me, Chris, and Gary, and Jax went through that last season, just filling each other out, trying to make sure that we, we like what we're doing both ways. I mean, uh, we all got to be on the same page. So it's just different things like that. Um, definitely not anything alarming. Uh, just got to be better, best on my part. I mean, Marvin didn't do anything crazy. I just got to make that throw. Probably just make it a little, a little harder. Throw the ball a little harder. Uh, and then I'm, I'm not sure the one in the Mecca you're talking about, but um, I mean, I'm pretty sure it was this conversation that we had on top on later in the game. He
4: was like crossing over the middle. Oh, uh, like,
5: right. Um, his whole player, well, my Trey's man player ran with him. Uh, and if I would have threw a good ball, i would have pick six. So. Uh, which I think, I thought it was a good ball because when I put it on the spot, only he can get it. If I throw it in a good place, either he bats it down, he gets killed or, or he, and I don't want my guy getting killed. So, uh, I think people who know football see that number eight was standing out there and, uh, he was looking back towards Omeka. So that's why I try to slow him down with the ball. Um, so I mean, that's just a football play that I felt like I had to do. Um, I mean, that's, that's all right there. I don't think it was inaccurate. I thought it was a good ball.
4: I was wondering if you were expecting him to, to sit a little bit. Yeah, it was
5: a it was the wrong protection. Um we should have had Trey on the opposite side, but um uh, it is what it is. We won the game. So I take advantage the line turn. Yeah just your
0: offensive line with some new guards there up front there at left tackle how did you evaluate just communicating with them, loud environment and just good play
5: overall as well. Uh yeah they did an amazing job. I mean Donovan and uh being the youngest dude on the on our line he definitely held his own uh, you can see him in the run game, moving dudes around. Even the first, day, first play of the game, I mean, he was going after dudes. So, it's, it's exciting to see somebody young like that with that much talent, uh, that much upside. And in Paris, I mean, him going back to tackle for his natural position. did an amazing job on Foskey. Uh, Fosky was a, a really good player on film and definitely did some great things in the game. And I think Paris did a good job of handling him. Same thing with Dewan. I mean, DeWan has been uh, just amazing this whole offseason, even in that game. Uh, just his leadership, his, his vocalness, and of course, Luke just sending protections, make sure everything is right. Everything is clean, uh, battling through injury, just different things like that, that, uh, our guys kind of, uh, upfront. They set the tone. I mean, Matt Jones, I mean, he set it the tone. He, he was sick the whole week and came back and fought with us. So I'm just super proud of him. And I definitely think they, they did amazing, uh, amazing job and kept me clean, kept our O line. I mean, kept our running backs clean. And, uh, I feel like they, they have a lot to work on, but so does this whole team. And I feel like we'll do that.
0: Second half, and talking with Perry and Ryan earlier about the second half defense. You know, to see the way they, you know, clamped down, grounded it out. How much energy juice did to give you in the offense to overcome that halftime deficit and ultimately
5: block that lead? Yeah, man, it's amazing. I mean, it's definitely a great fun as an offense, knowing that you have a great defense that you can rely on. Uh, even on those some of those fourth downs, where I thought we were going to go through, go for it, because um, they decided to punt, which I had uh, no problem with, is because he has so much trust in our defense. So. Uh, it's amazing just to have our, because uh, they trust in our defense again, and even myself, not even worried about it. Uh, just knowing that we'll get the ball back, and you know, they did a great job. Tommy had a great game. Uh, Tanner, uh, late, think, stepped up really big, and our corners did a good job on um, trying to stop their tight end, Michael Miller, who's an NFL tight end, really good player. So I feel like they did a great job overall. CJ.
4: Uh-huh. Coach was saying how Jackson is somebody who impacts
5: everyone on the offense. Just how does he do that? Um, I definitely think that um, he's just that type of person, even off the field. I mean, he's somebody that you kind of gravitate towards. Uh, he's very relaxed in every situation, never panic. So uh, when he went down, it was kind of like a shock to everybody. Like, damn, like, where's Jackson? I didn't, I didn't even know that he was hurt, um, that he would not return in the game. I thought he was going to return. But uh, like that, it just affects your whole offense is like, uh, I mean, he's the best player on our team, if you ask me. so, um, But it is what it is. I mean, Jackson, he'll come back and do great things. Uh, but, yeah, it definitely does affect our offense. It does affect our team because, I mean, he's he just loved on the team on a personal level. So you never want you to see your brother go down, especially you see all the work he puts in in the offseason and just grinding so hard and it kind of sucks for him not to bear the fruit of his labor. But it is what it is. God has a plan for him. So. If you
4: can't play this week, what are the things you guys need to do better to make up for not being out there?
5: Um, I feel like we did everything that we're supposed to do with or without him. Uh, I definitely think everything happens for a reason. So, uh, I feel like X will step up big, Emeka again, Marvin again, uh, JB will have a good game again, and, and the younger dudes were calling in to step up. So it's an opportunity for everybody to have a good game and and try to go out there and, and dominate, try to compete. So, uh, I'm not sure what we have to do better um, than what we did in the Notre Dame games. The top five teams. so it's kind of tough to just pick them apart all the way. So. I so like as the season goes on, we'll, we'll get better at, at that. So i uh, just excited for that.
4: CJ, you're a pretty smart football player. I think you kind of get off that impression at this point. But Dave was even talking about when he's throwing stuff at you, there's even times when you have to tell him to slow down a little bit so you can catch some on stuff. Are there examples of moments when Day's throwing a million things at you and you're just kind of like looking at him crazy?
5: Yeah, I mean, I definitely think uh, we have two different perspectives when it comes to certain things like – Coach Dave's seen things from him. I mean, he played quarterback as well, but he, he hasn't played in a while. So. Uh, but he's seen things from a sideline perspective. And I'm not saying this happened in the game because, um, I mean, we were really clean with our conversations and we were happy kind of what everything kind of worked out, even though it wasn't perfect. Um, but we knew that coming in. Uh, but, like, during the week, we didn't know what they were going to do. And we, so we, we prepared for a lot of their different – uh coverages and, and, and fronts and different things like that from prior places that DC was at, Marcus Streaming where he was at, uh so like Cincinnati stuff, um uh, uh the Bengals stuff, um just different things like that. So uh sometimes he would confuse me. I'd be like, Coach, I'm just gonna go read the coverage and hope everything works out. But I mean you can't do that. I mean so he keeps me honest with that stuff of stuff and make sure I'm fully prepared. So uh the conversation is always good. Sometimes he does say a lot, but I think I can do a good job of just knowing what he means and, and knowing what, it, what I have to accept and, and um, taking into consideration for the game. So.
4: so, You were talking about putting more on your plate, especially pre-staffing the mm-hmm. line of scrimmage. What did that mean against Notre Dame? Like, what were some of the things you were maybe able to do this year that you weren't able to do in Minnesota, even in Utah?
5: Right. Um, well, this game plan was kind of unique for us because we usually have a lot of checks and a lot of uh, run defense. I mean, run checks that I have to go through, even pass game checks. and. Uh, this game, they really just put the protections on, on me and Luke. So, I feel like we did really clean with that. The run games, we didn't know what fronts they were going to bring. So, uh, we had universal plays that kind of went with everything. Uh, so, I really didn't have to do too much this game. But I'm pretty sure uh, as a, a year goes on, I'll probably have more. So, uh, I'm not really too worried about it. We've been working on it for the off season, and I definitely think that we'll be clean when it happens. That work? Right. I mean – He's like the vice president. I'm like the president. It's kind of like how it works a little bit. Like, he'll, he'll make it a claim and I'll either veto it or, or make something else. So, um, <laughs> it's the truth. Like, he'll 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 set a protection because, I mean, I'm seeing everything from a from bird's eye. He's down in a stance. So, if I see a rotation or see somebody uh, triggering, then I can flip it or I can base somebody, which means just he, he's the ID now. And our running backs did a great job of pass protection. kind of made this whole – uh, seeing uh, where everything is coming from because we're I mean, in, in a scan protocol going from left to right. So, uh, definitely if our, if us three are on the same page, many, it all works out.
4: can we CJ, when you were talking earlier about the, the throat of mine and escaping pressure, do you, do you feel better handling pressure and being able to move this time and kind of escaping like a pass a scene to the year ago?
5: Um, I feel like last season I really didn't have those opportunities all the time. Uh, even now, I'm probably yeah, I'm a little more comfortable just moving around. Um, I feel like I'm faster a little bit. My body feels bigger. So, I mean, I'm not worried about – I wasn't worried about that last season, but I feel like I am more comfortable with my body and how it works now, uh, being around like 218, 220. So, um, and I feel like I'm quicker um, getting out of the pocket on, on some of those things. So, we worked on those things in the off season, and it just made me a little more confident. And then uh, our, our players, I mean, they're really smart in those types of scrimmages, so uh, I just try to keep my eyes up and make sure that uh, everybody's happy. Because if I just take off and run, I don't think – and the receivers are wide open, uh, then, I mean, I'm doing them a di- discourtesy. So I try to give everybody the rock.
4: So is it just being faster and quicker or having like a sense of where the rush is and, I guess, how does that kind of like factor in play versus you being faster versus just sort of your pocket presence?
5: Um, I definitely think it starts with the pocket presence, just like knowing what type of rush, if it's three-man, four-man rush, or uh, if, it's a, if it's a blitz where it's five, six-man, even seven-man rush. So um, even in a zero play with X, they brought zero, and I knew that um, I was kind of – I wasn't hot yet because they came from depth with two safeties, and I knew I was warm. Um, so I just had to get it on my hands. So it's just knowing different things like that, like how many are coming. I mean, just feeling the pocket presence. So, and then a little bit have to do with uh, my body and how I feel with that.
4: Get, get back to that warm hot thing when you're up there and you see those two safeties. I think it might have been the first time in the whole game they brought both of them. I mean, mm. Maybe I'm wrong, but and you've got this Xavier Johnson sitting there. Is he seeing the same thing I am? Or are you what are you uh. thinking there? I mean, just go through that whole thought process, yeah. And, I mean, he's a guy that hasn't played much, you know,
5: right? Um, I mean, Coach Day and uh, Coach Fitch, uh, somebody who I, who I hold near and dear to my heart when I go through my game plan and, and things like that, he helps me out tremendously. So he always tells me to have a game plan for zero, Um, and uh, they haven't brought – they didn't bring zero yet. So, I mean, but I was ready for it because it was starting long. They like to bring it with Notre Dame. That was kind of the tendency to bring it third and eight-plus. So, uh, as I'm going up to stand the ball, I was wondering, like, okay, what's my zero plan, and that's what the play – so that play, we called it earlier in the week, and I was talking to the guys like Jax, X, Emeka, because they play H. And I was like, if we get this plane at zero, do this and that. So that's what he did. So it was kind of cool for it to kind of pay off. Because sometimes, I mean, we just talk and it doesn't happen. So for it to happen was kind of cool. So I just see them coming from death took my drop and just tried to get on my hand and X did a good job of uh, setting a good, good, good route on his man and winning his route. So it all worked out.
4: And like you said, I mean, this is Xavier that saw it too. I mean, you know mm-hmm. mean he hardly played. I mean, just, right. is that kudos to him for keeping his head in the game? All these years, especially. Right. You know, yeah,
5: he's a he's a he's an OG man. He's a he's a vet, so uh, he he definitely knows the game. He sees it well. Uh, he never really has any MAs where he's missing assignments or uh, kind of doesn't know where he's going. He always kind of knows what's up. So um, I didn't even give him a look or nothing, knowing that, knowing that I didn't know he knew it was zero until like he made the move that he did. And I was like, okay, now he knows it's zero. So kind of made the play happen. So it was cool for him to do that. Just mm-hmm. uh,
4: uh, a couple more. Uh, front to second, all right, like, uh, Nathan Barrett, uh, Kutu was is talking about uh, that it's nice to have a more experienced quarterback now because of the feedback you can give him during games. Some examples of that during the Notre Dame game where you felt like you made the offense better just by the things you were able to go back and tell him?
5: Yeah, uh, I definitely was just letting them know just the fronts they were in. They were predominantly four down front until it was like third down. Um, a lot of man coverage. Um, then they would mix it up with a little 32 fire, which is basically – and internal pressure with the two back i mean two linebackers and a uh, drop zone coverage uh, i mean excuse me a fire coverage on the back side on the back end so uh just letting them know different things like that uh, we thought we were gonna get a little more cover two, a little more six which they did run um and a couple of those times we, we made the play happen um so i mean just coming back to the sideline give him more feedback and because I mean, he's not able to see everything and it's uh it's better i feel like for a player's perspective to give him what i'm seeing on the field so and then working out And I feel like that's definitely helped me in my game, just making sure that we're on the same page because they play calling, so it was well.
4: Do you define success at this stage more by diagnosing, like, zero blitz that you were just talking about than aggregate yardage or touchdowns or things like that?
5: Um, I kind of put our success on winning. Um, I just want to win. I don't care how much I throw for touchdowns. It really doesn't matter. We did all that stuff, so. I feel like we'll we'll continue to do We'll, we'll hopefully we are the number one offense we wanna be, but it's not our main goal anymore. Uh we just wanna win games. So I mean at the end of the day it's all that matters. But how did
4: you decide that you're a good quarterback that kind though?
5: I guess maybe more. I mean, I feel like I do some good things. I mean, I'm seventy something percent on the ball, uh had some missed throws. I mean it's the first game first game of the year. Uh kinda still have your first game nerves and things like that. So but when my number was called to make certain plays I made them. So I feel like that's what I base my game on as well. On, on, on top of winning. So uh, I feel like I did some good things. Definitely always, you can always work on your game. So I'm never going to be perfect. And I never want that to be the case of me just thinking I'm perfect. So uh, I th- definitely, our offense, we're humble and we're just trying to continue to be, be the best we can be to win games. And final questions. Uh, Third row,
4: uh, right? Rob Oliver, Columbus Dispatch. CJ, you talked about this earlier. Um, next man up with Jackson. A, he's, a per- he's a friend. He's a good What's your emotions when a guy like that jumps down?
5: Not just for the team, but for you. Um, it's just shocking. Uh, just to know, like, like I said before, this is the work he put in, and just for him. And it's not nothing crazy. Like he's not out for the season, thank God. So, I'm not too worried about it. But, um, it's just, yeah. I just, I wish he played. I mean, I feel like he would have a great game. I mean, they were they're doing some coverages that we literally wanted for Jackson. So. Um, it kind of skewed our game plan a little bit like taking shots and different things like that so uh we definitely had to be smart with the ball uh, on my part um so it was definitely it was tough but at the end of the day i mean we won uh jackson after the game i talked to him he was ch- extremely happy for us so, uh, happy for him with the team and of course he wanted to do more and want to be more a part of the game and uh he will everything will be fine he'll be he'll be good to go uh, next time of the week so
4: Deal with that. I mean, you've been in that situation. He's hurt. When you're hurt, you want to play. You let him play. The doctor says maybe no. Right. What's that discussion like with the head coach you had it last year? Is it, um, is it just really tough to
5: – Yeah, it's tough. I mean, because just being competitors and being uh, – I feel like we both have dog mentalities where we want to dominate every time we step on the field or court, whatever it may be. Um, so, I definitely think it's tough. But you got to be smart. I mean, it's, it's the longevity of the season. It's the first game of the year. I know, I mean, it's Notre Dame. You definitely want to play. You've been dreaming about these type of moments your whole life. So, um, it was tough for him, and last year it was tough for me. But you got to be smart. Uh, definitely, to, uh, you want to be a young pro. So, I mean, when when the numbers call, of course, make the play. But when it's time to sit it down, you kind of got to sit it down and just get your body right because your body, I mean, your your best ability is your availability. So
4: When you say smart, smart both from the team, sense of winning the game and you don't want to hurt the team. Right. So, from your own sense of, you don't want to damage
5: yourself. Correct. Yeah, you don't want to damage yourself more than you, you have. So, you miss more weeks and more. Or you don't want to damage the win. I mean, if, if Jackson, if we needed him that bad, Jackson would have played, but, um, I know that he would have. But, I mean, hamstring something you don't play with. I mean, I had a hamstring my freshman year. You can't really run for real. So, and that's 50% of his game. So, uh, he'll be okay, though. Everything will be all right. Uh, I mean, we need everybody. Uh, We we don't take anybody lightly. Uh, We come to a game where uh, I'm not too – I don't know. Arkansas State's a good team. Shoot, they won last game, they want to know like us. So, we'll come to that game and and swing as hard as we can.
0: Jerry, can I ask him him
4: one quick, what did that last touchdown mean for this team, this offense, to go jumbo and push the ball into the end zone, based on all the stuff you heard throughout the offseason? You know, you guys playing soft, not being physical, et cetera. What did that? What did that just do for you
5: guys? Um, I mean, it just made it. I mean, it didn't really prove nothing for us. We already knew it was a. I mean, we we had that last season. I mean, uh, we're not really worried about what everybody else got to say. We just trying to prove ourselves right. We're trying to prove nobody wrong. So, uh, I mean, it was just something that we put we put the work in. We we uh, basically our, our our work that we put in, we buried it. So we buried our fruit. I mean, and that's all that matters. We knew what was up. So. I mean, it wasn't nothing surprising to us. We just had fun out there, so.
4: That play, when it happened, how did you feel? You talked about enjoying wins, last year. How did you feel when it happened? How did you feel when you watched it
5: on film? I'm super, like, happy for mine, for real. That's my best friend on the team, and uh, I've been enjoying me. Me and him have been talking about moments like this forever, so uh, it, was just, it was cool just to make the play. Uh, I didn't really think about it too much, just having fun out there with my boys and, uh, I don't know. It, it was fun. So I'm not sure. I have to answer your question. but awesome. I film a
4: That's a pretty good secret.
5: Yeah. No, nah, I don't really do that. <laughs> yeah. Bill,
4: did you want to get a question? Last question,
5: Bill, a... um, <laughs> Bill you got to calm, bro. You got to be chill, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna you going to get your question, bro. And,
4: uh, we know Notre Dame was a test. We're not bums. Right? Not total bums. Correct. Uh, how big a test will this be for you guys? Because this is not Notre Dame. Huh?
5: There ain't no test. I mean, that was our, not a problem last year, but it, it, I feel like it was a problem, to keep it real. So uh, we maybe play down our competition sometimes. And uh, me personally, that's not something I never want to do. Uh, you always want to go out there and prove that you can dominate anybody you step on the field with. So um, I feel like every week we kind of have the same approach, the same amount of film, uh, go through the same routines at practice. We're not going to be light on anything. We're going to make sure everything is is, is done the right way just so, like, it can be done right week two. So, it can be run, done right in week 10, week 11, week 12. So, uh, definitely nothing will be passed uh, slightly here, uh, no matter who we play. Luke, out with
4: would be? If you can't play, how much faith do so. you have in Madison or would
5: the Be Yeah, I mean, we've been uh, – we worked these type of uh, scenarios in practice where Luke would step out and uh, Matt will come in or Jacob will come in. And, I mean, I'm trusting those guys, too, I mean. Uh, definitely had to make some adjustments to that because Luke is so pivotal in his uh is able his his way to see defenses and see fronts and different things like that. So definitely will be an adjustment but nothing crazy. You Thank, you, guys. Thank you, Arsenal. Thank you, guys.